Mark and Sarah talk about songs. Talk about songs. Talk about songs. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs, episode 45. I'm Sarah D. Bunting, and I hope that you, listeners, will be my Valentines. I'm here with uh, one of my other Valentines, Mark Blankenship. Hi, Mark. Oh, I have a candy heart with your name shoved into really tiny letters on it that I won't eat because it's kind of a little too sweet. But you're not too sweet. You're just just sweet enough. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello, everybody. Yes, we're uh, (laughs) we're a little punchy today, but sometimes that's the funnest episodes of all on Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. And today we are talking about a Gladys Knight and the Pips joint that Mark has brought us. Mark, tell us why we are looking at and listening to this song today. So today's song selection is Midnight Train to Georgia. I I don't have any really deep reason for wanting to talk about this song. I just love this song. It brings me so much pleasure, such deep, lasting pleasure. And I just thought it would be fun to listen to it. And hopefully you like it too. And then we can enjoy the pleasure together. Uh, before we do that, though, before we play a clip of the song, I do want to say that today's episode has been sponsored. So let me ask you this. Are you dictating your memoirs? Do you need an interview transcribed? Well, from recorded statements to police body cam video, Shira at Uptown Transcription can transcribe it. For information and rates, just contact Uptown Transcription at uptowntranscription at gmail.com. That's uptowntranscription at gmail.com. And from Uptown to downtownish area to Georgia. Here is a clip from that hot hit. He said he's going back to find. Going back to find. Ooh, 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 what's left of his world. The world he left behind. Not so long ago. He's Sarah, okay, first of all, I have to tell you that within the last two weeks, I have been in a Dwayne Reed, and this song came on, and I did put my arm up and pull down on my little horn for the woo-woo part, because how can you not? It's actually required by physics that one honk the horn of the train when they go woo-woo. There is something... I, uh... This is not a song that I would have sought out. Um, it was just kind of like one of those audio wallpaper sold songs from yesteryear. I guess I never really paid that much attention to it. Now that I've sat with it a couple of times and really listened to these lyrics, I, I kind of don't want to hear it again. And here's why. It's a great song. It's like, it's pleasant. You know, it's like aurally, uh rewarding. Um, 
I especially like that, I mean, this is the story of, like, you know, the woman, the man behind the woman is fucking bailing her shit. And she's like, well, it's it's him or nothing, so I guess I'll go along, too. With him, so that he can follow his dream. Like, and now I listen to it, and I'm like, girl, no, 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 don't go, don't leave. Oh. <laughs> But I love that she's like giving you the backstory that and she's sort of like rationalizing it for the listener that she's like, oh, well, you know, he followed me here and he tried to support me and he like really tried to make it work here in L.A. And then the pips are like he tried to be a superstar, but he didn't get far. Ooh. And they're just so dismissive. It's such shade from the pips. And I'm like, yeah, pips. hashtag pip shade. Oh, my God. Hashtag pip shade. We need to try to make that happen. Listeners help us out but she i mean when you talk about deep and lasting pleasure where i'm what i'm getting from it is like and this is a compliment believe it or not discomfort and like she does such an amazing job conveying her own regrets and mm. self-doubt and almost embarrassment at this choice and also that feeling, I think, at that time in, you know, lady history, um, that there wasn't a choice exactly that you could get, you know, you could fall in line behind your man or you could not have one. And her, um, this word is t terrible, but it's, you know, Sunday afternoon, I'm a little hungover, and uh, this is the best I can do. Her song smithing of that feeling. <laughs> Gladys Knight's ability to get all of that, that, like, she's justifying this decision, but, and, but she also really is trying to sell it, but then she's also communicating, like, well, I'm not sure if this is the right thing to do, and I'm not sure I have any other choice. Mm. To get all of that, her and the pips and the melody line, like everything working together to create this portrait of, I mean, like granted, it's a little grim, at least to, to me, but it's really amazing. It's really an accomplishment that it's this like almost uh, like naturalist fe anthem of feminism that's like, well, this this is what it's like on the ground. That even for a badass soul songstress like myself, if my man can't hack it at the coast and decides that he's going to go home to be a big fish in a small pond again, I I'm going to go with him. Mm. And what that what that said about sort of society at the time, but also I think that you know the choices that do face successful woman artists in terms of not in terms of like trying to position yourself to be impressive but not threatening and like how fucking shitty that is that we have to do that so i mean it's a it's a great song it's a triumph of narrative and uh now i am always going to be a little depressed by it Thanks, Mark. <laughs> hey, glad I could rip it off the wallpaper and instead set it on fire for you. And, oh, well, and here's the no, thing. no. I mean, it really was a pleasure to like just think this through with this song, though. Mm. It really was. Right, because so when you say you're content not to hear it again for a while, it's not because you don't like it. It's because it's making you. 
it's like almost too painful if i'm understanding you correctly. yeah it's yeah. because the story that it's telling is of like well you know someone has to be unhappy oh and she decided that it was going to be her in the context of this beautiful soulful song that is pleasant to listen to but once you really kind of sit with the lyrics at least for this feminazi it's going to be a little hard to like you know raise my own hand to you know testify to the train whistle in walgreens because i'm just gonna be like oh man i wish i wish she told him to go scratch you know well i hear but that she, but here's the thing i will never be able i totally intellectually get what you're saying but because of a uh-huh. very personal memory i have about this song it will only and always bring me joy like you're so right you're so right your analysis is so correct but i now have to lay this out for you so okay. when i was in college my freshman year i was in my college's improv troupe we were called rathskeller and we went uh-huh. on a tour of the northeast when uh we were on spring break and somehow my friend loren and i we were both freshmen we got put in charge of planning this ridiculous tour like i don't <laughs> oh, know dear. I, we were both okay. we were 19 and we were we we booked shows we went to do shows at Columbia at the University of Maryland at NYU like it was a real tour that we actually completed successfully but we were in this big 15 passenger blue van that we called Blue Thunder and on the way back from the trip because we were all in college we thought why not we had been staying with a friend from college who lived in Rhode Island and we thought let's drive from Rhode Island to Atlanta in one day without stopping so we did And uh, we were listening to music, of course, the whole time. And at midnight, we were so close to being home. And someone Uh someone put on the Indigo Girls version of Midnight Train to Georgia, which, if you do not know it, is a masterpiece. It's from their live album, 1200 Curfews or 12 O'Clock Curfews. I've never known. But their version of the song is so good, too. And we were all just holding hands or whatever, singing Midnight Train to Georgia. Steve, the guy driving the van, was driving so fast that he got pulled over by a cop and then got a ticket that he didn't pay and then later lost his license for it. So he ended up having to walk from his apartment to school for his whole senior year. And it's all like... All of that. So he's not a big fan of this song either. No, probably not. But for me, like all of all of that is tied in with the memory of this song. And of course, I was talking about the Indigo Girls version, but I also loved a new, the Gladys Knight version. And the Indigo Girls version is so faithful to this version. And I just, it's so emotional for me that I can never not love it. But the other thing I do want to say, and I, I I'm gonna wager that you will agree with me. But if you don't, I'll be, I'm interested. But I feel like this is one of the best examples of backing vocals in the history of recorded music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly, like you said, it's Pip's Shade, it's Woot Woo, and I also... But it's it's different things at different times in the song, yes, too. Yes, yes. Like, sometimes they're sort of doing that, like, Greek chorus aside to audience, and other times they're just there for her. Yes. Like, they're, they're witnessing for her. Well, and what makes it so special is that they're not just making sounds. They really are communicating, like you said. They're the Greek chorus. They're, they're adding information to the song that Gladys's performance doesn't give us. The narrator of the song alone does not give us the complete contextual information. And that is just dramaturgically exciting. Like, it's very sad. You're totally right. And there is that pain of thinking, well, somebody's got to be unhappy. It's going to be her. And that is painful, but it's also exciting structurally that you don't get the full context of the story without the background. And it's like you said, 
they're the ones that say, huh, uh, 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 here's what happened, boo boo. No, he was a superstar, mm-hmm. but he didn't get far, did he, bitch? Um, and, <laughs> yeah, but, like he was, uh, he was one thing in Hotlanta, but but then by the end the of the coast, but by the end of the song, they've started saying all aboard, one world, her man, his girl. Like they've come around to her side, like you said, and they're just supporting her, and they're like the story of the pips in this song. It's actually kind of touching. There's like a journey that they're taking with her that's sort of moving, and that you don't really get a lot in a lot of songs because very rarely does the background group get this much of a role to play now let's take a pips pause so i can ask you this question are you dictating your memoirs do you need an interview transcribed well from recorded statements to police body cam video shira at uptown transcription can transcribe it for information and rates contact uptown transcription at uptown transcription at gmail.com that's uptown transcription at gmail.com right they do have sort of a story arc well you pulled the second clip oh yeah and uh so why don't we listen to that now why don't we and then i'll explain why i pulled it after we hear it You know what, everybody? The reason I pulled this clip is as follows. If you would like to know what it sounds like to do an ad lib in an R&B song that conveys passion, you need to sit your ass down and listen to Miss Gladys when she's got to go. Because when she sings that at the end, she has got to go. There is no possibility that her ass is staying around to see her good mama for some brunch in California, and you know for a fact that my lady has got to get the fuck out of here, and I love her sound quality, the the way that she sort of hits those high notes all of a sudden at the end of the song, not super high, but like she just goes up. I just have got to say that this is one of the top 10 most believable moments in song for me in terms of the singer conveying the emotion that the lyric is supposed to convey i could listen to her go i got to go for an hour on a loop and i would never get tired of it amen hallelujah let me sit down and grab a fan um i it you know what's funny is that i agree with you on what it accomplishes while i think we're not entirely in sync on the emotion in question because what i'm getting from that is uh like conflict Ooh. like that she's feeling conflicted that she's almost that she's angry both at herself and at the situation and at that she's like no no no, i i have to go this is happening accept it and then the pips behind her are like okay and then on the fade out you asked for a certain length of clip and i left it a little long because as it's beginning to fade out the delivery of my man, his girl. Mm. Just how much is in there that it's like that that's, you know, that's her man. But then she is like, she's a girl. Like she's not infantilized exactly, but it's like, well, he's my, I'm his best girl. And I get to still be his best girl because we're, we're following his star. 
now. Mm. Well, and I'm sort of getting behind him. I mean, maybe I'm reading way too much into that part of it. It's totally possible. But it's a testament to the song. Yes. That's that what... even though I'm coming at it from this, like, well, this is really a like pretty bleak, <laughs> like, women's lib problem. And you're like, this is a, you know, passionate call and response. We're both right. And it works both ways. Yes. How that is a testament to the power of the song, right? Because how great that we can have conflicting yet equally valid interpretations. I I wish that there were more songs that had hit number one on the Hot 100 that could also support multiple conflicting interpretations. I mean, it would be like if Ibsen plays were hitting number one all the time, <laughs> which would be <laughs> wonderful. Coming soon, Christina okay. Aguilera sings "Had a Gobbler." <laughs> um. Uh, would listen, would pay to listen <laughs> to that. Well, I well, I I'm not sure how we're going to top that comment ever. We should probably just quit doing the podcast. <laughs> well, I will but, say this, Sarah. Um... I have no conflicting opinions about how much I enjoyed discussing this song with you. Uh, same. Meaning that High they're five. all positive. In case that wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> Equal pay. <laughs> Thank you, Patricia Arquette. <laughs> Here we go again. She's back in town again. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. Today's theme song was written by David Gregory Byrne, and you can dig more of his chili at davidgregoryburn.com. If you'd like to place an ad, request a song, or arrange for Mark, me, to read your pop chart horoscope, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at talksongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or hit up our Facebook page at facebook.com slash mastus.podcast. And if you like the podcast, let us know. Leave us a positive review on iTunes or the podcast download interface of your choosing. And please download the music you hear legally. Yes. So until next time, this is Mark. And this is Sarah. And this. And this. Is Mark and is Sarah. Mark and Sarah. Talk about songs. Talk about songs. What <laughs> <laughs> in it, fool knows. That there's no way to win Here we go again Mark and Sarah talk about songs Talk about songs Talk about songs Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.